Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Wilkins, and today we're going to be reviewing the August 1st edition of Monday Night Raw, the first post-SummerSlam, post-Vince McMahon Monday Night Raw. And I have to say, uh, this show was definitely an amazing show from start to finish. I have to give WWE some serious credit here where credit is due. Great show coming off of SummerSlam with what the events that transpired at SummerSlam. But uh, I think this show had a little bit of a law point, a little bit of a draw, a little bit of boring point. But I think it's working in the right direction. So let's get right back into the action here. This show, obviously, like I said, was on August 1st out of Houston, Texas. The great state of Texas, of course, is always good for professional wrestling. And this, this show was no different. Now... The show opened up with something that I haven't seen before. I think it's kind of talking about on realism a little bit. The show opened up with uh, Becky Lynch opening the show. The crowd noise at the opener really seemed dead. Just seemed kind of shockingly dead for a post-premium live event show. Not sure why they keep uh, always recapping the matches. Like they do consistently in the last you know, few months. They've done a lot of that lately. And I'm starting to see more and more of that. I hope they get away from that here in the near future. Um, really, Becky Lynch did a kind of a babyface promo. Talked about her separated shoulder. It kind of goes on a little long. She even drops a couple swear words in there. It's kind of shocking for WWE television. Uh, obviously, with her face turn at SummerSlam... It's the first thing that she actually that w, Triple H has done, and I, I have to give credit where credit's due here. Obviously, uh, and the next thing that happens in this segment is Belair comes out. She doesn't still still I don't get it. the The segment lasts a little too long. Belair is dancing to the ring, does all this kind of just kind of goes on too long. It, the segment kind of goes on too long for the opener of Monday Night Raw, and. Really could have done a better job here with the opener, I think. We could have seen a lot better result here. But uh, it kind of it, it hit okay, but it definitely didn't hit in all the right areas. There's a, uh, a hype or a, say a promotional video of the legacy of the United States Championship. Obviously, the matches here are the, the two winners of two triple threat matches will go against each other for the winner to actually face Bobby Lashley on August 8th. 8th and so the, the great video which I think WWE has done a phenomenal job in the past of doing great vignettes or promo work and, and this is there's no different uh, John Brashaw Layfield did it and it was actually a pretty well thought out video AJ Styles versus The Miz versus Mustafa Ali I, I will just have to say that WWE needs to seriously get away from these recap videos of past events after introductions. Like the wrestlers do their entrances, they do their entrance, and then there's legitimately a promo or a recap video, and then they do the match. In reality, they should just get the entrances in there, ring the damn bell, and go to work. The fans, it's the job of the color commentary and the analyst that are in the in the in the in the booth to tell the story. 
It's not the job but the production value, guys, in the truck to keep putting this stuff out. I know you got three hours of television to burn, but this is starting to get really mundane and stupid. You can for sure tell that AJ Styles put this match together from start to scratch here. A lot of triple threat spots. By What I mean by that is just, okay, a guy gets a move in, performs a move, and then the other guy kind of take, takes them down. Uh, Miz is obviously selling the ribs from the SummerSlam match that he had with Logan Paul. Continues on, continuation of storylines is actually going to be kind of paramount, I believe, going forward to the WWE. I would say the old-school Pele kick from AJ Styles reminds me of what I've seen in the in the past. And, and I just have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, AJ Styles put on this match from start to finish and really did a phenomenal job with just downright everything that went with that match. The finish, including the finish, was actually... Just an old school spot. It, there was one spot there that it was a flying tornado DDT from Ali to Styles that looked just the way it was camera footage. Everything just looked great. Give that a, a 5-0 on a 5 scale. That was phenomenal. And then you have, no pun intended, with the fans there being a phenomenal AJ Styles. The finish was actually very unique. It was the 450 splash from Mustafa Ali Onto the Miz and into the Styles Clash, in which that was for sure the highlight, just for the sequencing aspect of it. And I, I need to give that credit where credits due there as well. The sequencing of events in matches and when to put moves in certain places is for sure some of these veterans' best abilities out there, and I have to give credit where credits due. I will also have to say this, not to be rude, but I will have to be rude, that Corey Graves is probably the most boring, obnoxious color commentator in, in the world. And I just can't stand them on the booth, but obviously WWE likes him a lot. There was an Uso promo, which the girls, because obviously they just... The girls just came out with the Bailey, Dakota Kai, Ego Sky, and then the promo with the Usos. Pretty solid promo from the Uso brothers. The, the gimmick is definitely getting old and stale, though. Um, definitely need to kind of get that over the finish line here. Uh, they show a video of Seth Rollins beating down on uh, Riddle at SummerSlam. I, I really do sincerely hope that Rollins will refresh this gimmick somehow in some way, shape, or form. And, and it can kind of get to a point where it kind of reach a, a plateau. I think right now it's kind of boring. It needs to kind of get a refresh. He does, you know, the crowd does great work with singing the promo, they're singing the introduction and stuff. And But I think it, it, the promo, the, the character itself needs to kind of get a refresh. Uh... The Street Profits inter inter interrupt him, which didn't really make a lot of sense. Seems like it's a waste of a segment with a solid tag team that just came off a loss with the Uso brothers. I'm surprised that they didn't try to make this a tag match in, in some way, shape, or form, and then maybe tease a breakup of the Street Profits down the road. The match here between Rollins and Montez Ford happens. 
Um, really a blah kind of match, kind of not too, not so, not so interesting. And uh, really just meh, whatever, you know, kind of worked its way through. But uh, host spots were okay. Easy finish with Rollins going over Montez Ford. I, I just wish they could have done a little bit better job. Maybe kept it a tag match with the Street Profits and maybe gave Rollins a tag partner. Could have done a little bit better. But then you would have to introduce some tag partner in there. And uh, that would make it a little interesting. For sure. Because then who would Rollins pick for a tag partner? You know? Um that might be something further down the road that we might see, but see what happens here. Obviously, the move, the show continues to move along, and the next thing is obviously a, uh, a women's match because nothing like breaks up a good two mundane matches or one good match in three mundane situations than a women's match. And uh, it's Alexa Bliss with Oscar uh, and. Uh, Maybe I'm naive here, but Bliss has actually surprised me here with her athletic abilities in the ring here in the last few months. And hopefully that continues to continue to grow and be really good for the fans because the w, the Raw fan base needs a kind of a, a strong women's division. And nothing personal about Bianca Belair, but it seems forced with the dancing and the braid and the everything else. It just seems forced. It's not genuine. Like it used to be, so they have a kind of about an eight to ten minute match here, and then there's a Bailey, the Bailey group there with Dakota Sky and Eo Sky, or I'm sorry, Dakota Kai and Eo Sky, uh, kind of do an interference, and the match gets called off into a, a no contest. There's kind of a fight off, and then they kind of have a push for a match later in the evening. Uh, one of the and that's where ba- you know Bianca Belair comes down. They do a fight off. But uh, really solid, this segment. And then it goes from that kind of no contest promotion to another match that happens later in the show. It's the Dolph Ziggler, Champa versus Chad Gable triple threat match. And this match, pretty pretty solid from start to finish as well. Have to give credit due here with Champa. I think they're going to promote Champa pretty strong here. Um I'm looking forward to seeing him fight AJ Styles here later on tonight. Obviously, Champa goes over. Same with similar style of match as you saw with the first triple threat match where you have guys doing you know, triple threat spots where a guy kind of gets a finish or a guy gets a false finish and then you know does a move and then another guy does another move. And it's just continuation of that. A lot of that kind of match put together like that seemed to work well. Um like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing Champa versus Styles later this evening and really being this match of the night because that for sure is going to be a match of the night. Uh, just the show's kind of moving along at a very, I would say, just normal pace, and it seemed like it's going at a normal pace. Then you get uh, an Edge return promo, which was kind of short. It was about four minutes long. Not really sure why they did a heel or face turn for Edge. They could have... Obviously, they had to because they, they beat him down, and the, the, the Judgment Day kind of just, you know, injured him. But reality here is I think it's bringing back Edge for promo, for, for ratings here. It's it's let them go face off with 
Damian Priest and, and, and Finn Balor, I think that might be a really solid match once they kind of get it all together. And once they do, it'll work out well. Um, see how that kind of goes. Looking forward to that as well. The uh, other expectation here, and this is where I'm starting to see more of a Triple H style and formatting, is there's a, I would say, a roadmap to where we need to be to where we have to go. It's a logical sense of where we're going, right? We're not trying to do too much, not trying to do too little. We're trying to do just enough to continue on these storylines that you're starting to see. I think Champa is definitely going to be another good storyline once this kind of once he works this through. Uh, they, obviously, after the promo with Edge, they go to commercial break. Comes back with EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. It results in a no contest. Not there much. To, not that much in the action standpoint. It's just a lot of fighting and you know throwing throwing the girls into the stairs and do a lot of fighting style uh, spots. Took looks like it went about 10, 12 minutes. Not really worth talking about. And, and just I think. Triple H is going to kind of be frustrated here in a minute with these with these four, but uh, continue on that storyline will be good. the The match of the night, in my opinion, is the next match that I want to talk about, and the main event was Usos versus the Mysterios, which I'll talk about here in a few minutes. It, but the the match I really want to talk about tonight is the Champa versus AJ Styles match. And this match, creatively, from psychology to spots, from where they are in their careers, you can for sure tell this is a credit to the man, the myth, the legend, AJ Styles, working with some of these up-and-coming guys and doing a phenomenal job with them. No pun intended to his nickname, but the man is the man that runs this place. He is the guy. AJ Styles, when he really wants to be on and given an opportunity, he's one of the best in-ring performers ever to walk the grace of this planet. He really is. And I, I've always been a fan of AJ Styles. I'm not going to sit there and tell you I'm not. I watched a lot of his in-ring work from the independents to TNA from when he started till now. The man is very consistent as a ring in-ring performer. His move set, it, it's... There's a reason for it. There's a reason why he does certain things when he does them. Some of the moves do catch you off guard as a longtime fan, like I discussed, the Pele kicks. I'm so surprised he can get his body up that high to kick somebody in the head. It's just stuff like that. But uh, what Champa, what surprised me in the finish here was who won this match. Anybody could have won this match, and I would have been very happy. But uh, when Champa is put over a, a 20-year veteran or 25-year veteran in a style which that he was, it tells you the direction that they want to go with Champa. AJ Styles doesn't need a title; he's already over, right? Champa is the guy that they need to put a title on to kind of solidify his his greatness in the ring. So this is another. I call it the, the result of the Triple H creative machine here. 
Champa, who's obviously worked with Triple H a lot in the black and gold brand of NXT, goes over a 25-year-plus veteran of wrestling to go work with Bobby Lashley, who's in his 40s. And next Monday night, we'll see what happens there with Champa and Bobby Lashley. That will be an expect. That will be another great matchup as well because Lashley is no green big guy. He, he knows how to move. He knows how to put on a good match. We're very interested to see what goes on there. But I think long-term, you're going to start seeing a pivot towards the guys that Triple H knows can do the work. But now they're getting a bigger stage and a bigger show to be put on. And that's where you start seeing some of these guys grow. A lot of these ladies as well. Asuka. Alexa Bliss. Io Sky. Dakota Kai. You start seeing these kind of work through this stuff. And you're starting to see that now more than ever. The, the main event, in my personal opinion, this is where I'm going to probably get very much of a bad review, is the Uso brothers versus the Mysterios. And I just have to say, this is the most watered-down professional wrestling match I've seen so many times, hand over hand, over and over again. Very boring. I've seen this contest probably about 10 to 15 times over the last 18 to 20, 20 to 4 months. They really need to refresh the Uso gimmick. It's stale. They need another tag team, a young young tag team to work with, to work a, a solid program with them for about 3 or 4 months. Because working with these other tag teams that they work with a lot doesn't really do it. And uh, I think the Usos need to kind of find a team to work with. The Mysterios, I understand, that's nostalgia that nostalgia gets. But they really don't need to be a tag team anymore. I think Mysterio, I think it's it's working well right now for Dominic. It kind of puts him over with his father. But we do we really need that right now? You know, right now Dominic's working a storyline with a Judgment Day. Why don't we just turn him heel? When we turn Dominic heel and Ray Mysterio can retire. Like, I see, I see, I see some directions here where we might go, but be very interested to see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. This is the, I'm going to sign off here in a very short second here, but I want to thank you for everyone to listen in on this podcast. Uh, feel free to like or subscribe, uh, or download this podcast on Podbean. Feel free to follow on Twitter, and I hope everyone has a great evening. This is the Yankee Cowboy Podcast signing off. This is your host, Tim Wilkins. Have a great night. Thank you.